Hello, and welcome to 15-Minute PD. My name is Bradley Reese, and I have been in elementary education for over 20 years. I've seen many trends come and go in education over the years, but the one thing I find is a constant is teachers trying to find new ways to engage and teach students. This podcast was created to do just that, give you some new skills in a short amount of time. I hope that today's podcast will inspire you to try something new. In today's episode, we will be talking about how parents fit into our classroom. I know this can be a very difficult thing, being a classroom teacher myself. I will be sharing some ways that you can engage your parents and get them on board for success with their students and your classroom from the very start of the year. So let's jump in. So let's face it, in today's world, parents are incredibly busy and so are we. And if we wanna get them on board with our classroom and help their child be successful, We have to find ways to reach them at different times. The first of the year is an integral part of getting parents on board. Each year, before it even starts, I try to call every parent in my classroom, and I want to make sure that I'm trying to make that connection before school starts. But I also want to be able to answer any questions that they might have leading up to the first day of school. I've done this for the last couple of years, and I found that it's an awesome way to begin building that bridge between the home and the school. So when I call, the first thing I let them know is how excited I am that their student is my classroom. I think it's important that the parents feel excited that you're excited to have their student. And what parent doesn't want a teacher to be excited to have their kid? I also let them know that I want to work together so that their student has the most successful year yet. So then I go into a little detail about my classroom and the subject I teach. I don't go too in-depth there, but I'll let them know that the the schedule for the first day or the first beginning of the school year, I let them know the start date, and we always have a short day our first day of school. So I always let the parents know that they'll need to be picked up a little early. Then I ask them if there are any questions that they have before the school first school day. I also try to find out how that student is going to get home that first day of school. Man, it can be really busy that first day of school, and this helps with a lot of confusion on the first day of school. Also, I let parents know about the Class Dojo account that I've set up, and I'll mention that in a little bit in the next little segment. And then if they have any further questions, I let them know that they're welcome to call the school and leave a message, or they can message me on the Class Dojo. I keep my notifications on on my Class Dojo, Because I know a lot of parents that when they're out shopping for school supplies, they're going to have some questions about the materials that we're requiring. And so it's a lot easier for me to answer those questions quickly. And that way the parent buys the correct thing so that there's not wasted money or wasted time going back to the store. The second thing I do is I set up a Class Dojo account. Now Class Dojo is an app that allows parents and teachers to communicate with each other. It's also a behavior management program. But I don't just use Class Dojo as a behavior management system, but I use it as a way to contact parents and answer questions for them. So the five days leading up to the first day of school, I begin posting pictures of the classroom and a countdown to the first day of school. 
I'll put things like, I'm so excited to see your kids in six days or five days or four days. It just depends on how long I want the countdown to go. So I think this helps parents to know that you really are excited to get back to work with their kids. I also post throughout the day during the school day pictures of things that we're doing in class and awesome things that students have done. Now, I do this quite frequently because I want parents to open the app. And by them opening the app, I hope that they think it's their student that's being featured. But I'm also being a little tricky here. If they open the app and they check what picture I've posted or what video I've posted, most likely they're going to do what we all do on Facebook, where we scroll down and we look at the other post. So it's basically my hope that they might catch something that I've shared other than just the photo, which will give worth to the app. So basically it's a way I can get them to open the app and engage with the pictures and the videos that I've shared. I want to speak exclusively for a few minutes about the Class Dojo app. Now I'm not a paid spokesperson for Class Dojo, but I have found such worth of this app in my classroom. Class Dojo originally was created as a behavior management program. Uh, each student has a monster, and the little monster gets points throughout the day, and you can decide what you give points for, and if you decide to take away points, what you're taking away points for. As you do that, parents get notifications of the positive points or the negative points or ever how you want to set that up. Now, I do use pieces of the program, um, so I love to use the communication for parents. I mean, it's an amazing part of the app and the program. In Class Dojo, you can contact a group of parents. You can post things on something called their class story. You can contact just one parent um, and give them a message about anything that's going on in the classroom. Um, you may also use it to discuss things. Maybe you've got a party coming up and you need to discuss things with a couple of parents about what they need to bring in or what they need to do. Well, I don't suggest having long conversations on Class Dojo. You know, if you're talking about behavior, it's better for you to get on the phone and call that parent and have that conversation over the phone than in a text message because sometimes just the way that you word things, it may not come across in the way that you mean it to, uh, just depending on how that person reads it and when they read it. Now, another way that I use Class Dojo is in the app's class story. So in the class story, you can share photos and videos and text messages to parents. Now, this is a great place to put reminders of events, uh, important dates for them to keep up with. I even sometimes will put their homework or their spelling words on there so that they don't have to go hunting for a paper. It's always there available for them. Now, I also find that this is a great way to post the videos in my classroom, or even if I want to post a link to a longer video, that will help them learn a certain skill that maybe we're learning in class. In the past, I've used it to share out different math lessons that I felt were a little confusing maybe for the parents who have not been through Common Core Learning. How many parents, I can't even tell you how many parents have thanked me profusely for offering that assistance. And as for my classroom taking the time to do those videos and just share them on Class Dojo, well, it really helped me as well because I didn't have to reteach certain terms um, or certain ways that maybe the parents had shown them that went against what I was teaching in class. In other words, I didn't have to correct, you know, different things like borrowing and carrying and things like that that we don't use those terms in class anymore. 
Now, it also helped get parents on board with Common Core Math because I didn't just spend a lot of time explaining the lesson. I also explained why we were doing things the way we were doing them and how that would affect their child in their future education career. By explaining things to parents, it really helped them to become more on the side of Common Core Math. And I had less complaints because once the parents understood the worth and understood where it was headed, they were able to get on board with that. The next thing I do, it's not mine and it's not original, but I thought it was amazing and would help out my classroom culture and the connections with the parents. So I read on Twitter where people make good phone calls home. So normally when you call a parent during or after the school day, most of the time that parent assumes it's not a good phone call. But I never want my parents to always assume the worst when I call. So as I read online, a lot of teachers and principals, they make good phone calls home to students weekly. I found this to be a very enjoyable thing to do. My favorite thing to do is to pick up the phone and call, have a parent answer, and you ask them if they have a moment to talk with you. As you answer, or as they answer, you can tell there's a little bit of hesitation there in their voice. I'm guessing that that's because they're afraid that you're calling for a bad reason. So the next thing I tell them is, don't be worried. This is not a bad phone call. It's a good phone call. And they sometimes laugh because they know they were really worried. So when I proceed to tell the parents something good that their student is doing, there's, they just light up on the phone. And it's so awesome to hear the joy in their voice when you're complimenting their kid. Now, some of the reasons that I've called are like helping another student out without being asked. Maybe making a good grade on a test that was really, really hard. And sometimes I just call because I know the kid just needs a pick-me-up. Now, there's many reasons why you would call, so don't let that list that I just gave you limit you. Now, my other favorite thing to do is then when I get ready to hang up, I tell the parent that they need to make sure that their kid gets a big squeezy hug, or maybe they get a happy meal, or hey, maybe even we go get some ice cream, but to make sure that they give them some kind of celebration at home. I love the next day when the kid comes in class And they pull you aside and they say, oh, you called my house last night. And I go, yeah, what happened? And they're like, oh, they took me out for ice cream or something like that. So you know that you're making a difference. And yes, it takes a little time, but it's all worth it. Now, one last thing that I enjoy doing each year is we have an open house, but it's not called an open house. It's called a parent night. And the difference between the open house and the parent night is that students are not invited. Now, I know that sounds weird, but this way the parents can find out what happens before school starts. And we have parents in the classroom for about an hour to an hour and a half to talk to them about procedures in our classroom and to answer any questions they might have before school starts. It's a great opportunity for me to set some ground rules, uh, explain some things, to answer some questions they might have that might pop up later in the school year. So if I can answer those questions before school starts, that makes it to be a really helpful and successful uh, to my classroom. Because if you have a chance to explain to parents what it is you do and why you do those things, a lot of questions don't come up during the school year. 
It also, of course, we don't have students there. So it also gives parents a chance to ask any questions they want to ask. I mean, if students were in the room, some parents, they want to ask certain things. And I feel that this opportunity should be an open platform for them to share or to get help with questions. Now, the most recent years, I've had almost 100% attendance at the parent night, which I'm sure you're wondering, well, how in the world did that happen? Well, it's pretty simple. I provided snacks. <laughs> so in the letter that we send out to students announcing which classroom they're in, I always include a paper that says top 10 reasons why parents should come to parent night. And at least three to four of those reasons are that there will be snacks. I just want them to make sure that they're snacks. When I call the parents, as I mentioned earlier, I also mentioned that the night parent night is like super important to the success of their student and to the success of the school year. I also let them know that it's important for their student to see that they care about their school. I would hope that they would find a way to find time to come to the parent night. And I always express that to them. Then on Class Dojo, I spent a lot of time reminding them of the parent night, what time, when to be there, and also that they're snacks. I basically become a little annoying with my post because I want them to know how very important that night is. I mean, what other night do you get to have parents captured in your room for about an hour? So I'll go into more detail on another podcast about how I run that parent night and what things that I share with parents, because I'm sure you would like to know that information. So hopefully you got some new ideas on how to get parents engaged in your classroom. I want to challenge you to think through parent involvement in your classroom. Do you do a lot of legwork at the beginning to get parents involved? Do you spend a lot of time getting to know your parents? Are they part of planning your successful school year? For me, I think they're an intricate part of the success of your classroom and your students. Keeping parents informed, connected, and working with them to improve student behavior and academics it's just huge. I challenge you to take the time to find ways to include them, not just in the first of the year, but throughout the school year. Because when students see their parents at school or see that their parents are involved in their school events, they know that school is important to their parents. And you'll find that those students will become more engaged in school knowing that their parents care about their school. Thanks for taking time to listen to 15 Minute PD. New episodes of my podcast are released every other week, and they include many more ways to reach students, administrators, parents, and coworkers. I hope that what I provided today gives you some things to think about and some new tips to try out. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love it if you would leave a review on Apple or Spotify. These reviews help others who might find worth in this podcast be able to locate the podcast. So I'm going to leave you with this. You've taken the time to up your game, so you need to get out there and play.